I, I, I maybe I did play just a little bit too much. Oh, Judas Priest! <laughs> you won't hear us playing Judas Priest, but you will be hearing an entertaining sports show with myself, Frank, and David the Man of God Harris on WSUT's After Further Review, airing Saturdays 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. and throughout the week with our replay 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. on Toledo's only alternative and your on campus radio station, 88.3 WXUT. Oh, Judas Priest! <laughs> okay, but once again, though, let's get back on subject here. Mike Valeni is your father figure. No, he is not. I will be your father. You love Valenti. Like, remember you were swaggerjacking some of his, his bits. That's who you get your swag off of. You're not a father figure. Let us be your sports father figure on our podcast with swag on SoundCloud and iTunes at WHUTs after further review. We're back at here, here on 88.3 WHUTs after further review. The live feed went down and we missed really some good, good content from the David and Harris's winners and losers, especially about John Gruden. So sorry about that. Put it back up for you guys to get back on the live feed but i don't i don't understand what happened sometimes this happens sometimes you're out of the studio for a while maybe the internet gets messed up or something i don't know um but but it's actually kind of crazy and they put it in my story which i don't know they did i gotta figure this out <laughs> like i said you take a couple weeks off do some 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 clinics and next thing you know they they they, they got you you know changing it up for you it gets kind of annoying after a while anyway you listen to 88.3 WHTs. After further review, David the Man and Guy. Hey, what's going on, David? You got some stuff going on here in the background. No, just kind of thinking that was probably the NFL. Kind of Roger Goodell tapping our phone line so that we couldn't say anything incriminating. Right. Probably that, you know, the, the, the big brother is watching us. Right. Big brother ESPN, because I mentioned, you know, former ESPN employees. Mm-hmm. So they're like, nope, we got to cut this feed out. <sighs> oh. All right, so, David, talk about World Cup qualifying. What do you got for us? You know that men, especially men's soccer, I'm not too interested in it, but you go ahead. Yeah, so over the past month and a half, kind of we had two, kind of three game windows to qualify for the World Cup 2022, obviously. We have qualified for this, and the reason that's a bigger story is because famously we did not qualify for the World Cup in 2018 was a massive, people talk massive about... failure. Oh, okay. And so, kind of, there was a little bit more openness and impetus this year on making sure that we qualify because obviously we missed the last one. Mm-hmm. So, after six games, there were three the first full week of September, and then from the 7th to the 13th. So, Really, this past week, week and a half, we've had we've played six times, we've won three games, uh, we've drawn twice, and we've lost once. And I don't want to say that the panic meter, if I had to put it on a scale of one to ten, I would say our panic meter is probably hovering around a five six out of ten, just because. The way that this team is designed, everyone seems to kind of wanting to go around our star, I guess, midfielder attacking player, Christian Pulisic. 
and he's been injured for the past couple of weeks, so he really hasn't featured a lot in terms of these qualifiers. And, okay, so you're thinking you're out your star player, a lot of other guys have been injured or naggy injury, so let's, let's try to see who else is in this talent pool. And the reason that my, like I'm hovering around that four or five range in terms of the panic in terms of whether we will qualify for the World Cup next November, which is still crazy to think, is that I think that the U.S. is in the midst of an identity crisis. When haven't they been? I mean, I mean, the, the one identity that we get is that they're not as good as the women's team. I know that they don't win as much. But what's the identity crisis? I, th- I think for me, because we're trying to play, like we're so focused on playing through our Christ- Christian Pulisic, who is our you know star player in terms of like a household name, rather than we should be playing through our best player, which I feel is our our defensive midfielder, Tyler Adams. And so because we're trying to kind of force the game through the most high-profile player, that the player that everyone wants to be, the great player, the the captain, you know, the face of the team, instead of playing the guy that makes everyone better when he's able to play well and who the, really the team designed to play through and around, I think that's where these games where we look sluggish, we look as though we've lost our sense of of trying to force things. And so like I know like not I'm not like ninety eight percent there, but let's kind of bring it into something kind of Derek you're familiar with. In the basketball with the basketball team. Mm-hmm. If you have the face of the franchise that everyone knows, you know, he's on the billboards, he's in the commercial, everyone has to be the face of the franchise. Say say his name is, um, I don't I, I don't want to even go with kind of a name, but just, just think about the face of a franchise. But then the way that your offensive and defensive game plans, the ball goes to someone else. Someone else is supposed to be that prime mm-hmm. facilitator. David, you've been it's getting a little bit worse. Are you in the car or something? What's going on? Orchestrate. Hold David, David. Yep. Yeah, yeah, you're going in and out, so you got to kind of repeat yourself, kind of okay. dropping. Okay, so if you are if you are a head coach, do you orchestrate and build your game plan around your face of the franchise that everyone says has to be the guy, has to be the star player? Or do you build your team around the guy that, according to how you play, how you want to play, is the most integral part and most irreplaceable part of your team? And I feel like that's the identity crisis is that everyone says and everything is coming out saying we have to play through Christian Pulisic. When he's on the field, Mm -hmm. he has to be the guy with the ball at his feet. He has to be the one 
in the you know on the offensive side of the field that has to be the focal point. Mm-hmm. But the formation, the gameplay, the tactics, you're ba- you basically have built this team as to Tyler Adams has to be the guy, the most irreplaceable person on this team. And so do you continue to try to push this, oh, Christian Pulisic has to be the guy, or do you go with your game plan, how you've built him the key point and focal point of this team? Mm-hmm. On running game. Man, you give it to the face of the team. No, I'm just joking. No, you give it, you give it to the and they, they don't tell the full story. And, you know, you got to use your eye test and analytics sometimes how the game is. And I think that's what pro sports is going to. But it also is another factor is entertainment and how to sell the brand. Let's be honest, David. USA men's team gets no looks. Even though soccer is becoming more popular in the country, the, the, the national team just nobody's paying attention because they're not getting that W. So you, you finally get a star. Now, logically, you should be getting the ball to the best player that's going to get you the, the goals, that are going to get you the win. But... If you get people up in there that are running the show and they don't really uh, care about wins or losses, so to speak, maybe run it like the Dallas Cowboys where, you know, we're going to get a little bit of publicity. Some publicity is better than no publicity. So we have the face of this guy who's cool and he relates to everybody, but he's probably not one of the best players on the team. But we're going to design up stuff to push him so maybe we can get some eyeballs on our team. I don't think that's the way to go, but when you're in that dire situation and, you know, you need sponsors to keep the program going, I think that's where they're going. I think that's their identity is that they do have an identity. It's just not what you probably want to see the team go, though, David. No, and, and I think – and it's it's kind of obviously a topic of conversation because we're in the midst of this World Cup qualifying and all that. But it it seems as though when – because, like, this is mostly predicated because kind of the face of the franchise, so to speak, hasn't been able to play because he's been injured. And so, I mean, granted, Tyler Adams also has been limited as well. But when he's been fit, when he's been available to play, kind of, and he's on the field, the team looks like it's a little bit coherent because defensively they feel more comfortable because they know that Tyra Adams is able to kind of help assist offensively. He can be kind of that middle piece. Mm-hmm. I think kind of with Christian Pulisic and a lot of people more that, you know, have actually played, you know, played the game, played the game at a professional level. They say that kind of, he like the ball really stops with him and he like mm-hmm. tries to do too much. And so I think kind of in this, era of where we're all these young guys trying to get this young core to stay together kind of and trying to really force him to be like the playmaker and then also thinking that there are a lot there are a lot of instances where because he like the ball stops at him he's not able to really elevate his teammates in a way Mm -hmm. and so 
kind of as I'm thinking about this in this kind of new, like I was just trying to trying to desperately find a basketball comparison, and immediately just hit me. And I'm not I'm not putting like player to player comparison in terms of talent and skill, and right. I'm not saying that Christian Pulisic is Ben Simmons, but it seems as though, like with the Philadelphia 76ers, the team wants Ben Simmons to be the guy. Right. And desperately wants him to be the face of the franchise. But everyone and their mama knows that the team goes to Joel Embiid. Right. And so it's, it seems like, in a way, that's what that's why if I were to make that you know loosely comparison, it's like Tyler Adams is that Joel Embiid where it's a visibly different kind of team. Tyler Adams is on the pitch versus when he's not there, similar to when Joel Embiid is off the court. This team looks you; his presence is visibly noted, mm-hmm. and kind of in terms of Ben and Christian Pulisic, um, like face of the franchise, marquee guys. But it seems as though they struggle to elevate their teammates around them in the ways that their stardom. Expects them to elevate their teammates. Oh, okay. And I, I, I'm going to cr- get crushed for that. I was trying to think of a way to figure out how that applies to like the Lakers. Um, like, like I'm, or even, I mean, we could take it back. Mm-hmm. If you want to say Christian Pulisic is kind of has a star appeal. All Jordan and Tyler Adams is that cog important piece, a la Scotty Pippen. <laughs> where if Scotty is off the court, the team defensively loses a lot. Offensively loses a lot. He's a focal point. Obviously, Jordan being, I mean, obviously Jordan star appeal. I'm not, and I'm not, before Crush, I'm not saying Jordan didn't elevate his teammates, because Jordan did. Jordan elevated everyone. That's why he's the GOAT. But, like, if you think about just kind of those pieces where everyone wants Christian Pulisic to be the guy to get us to 2022 in Qatar, I just think that the team should be built more around Tyler Adams, and he should be the face of the franchise more so mm. than, you know, the flashy kid from West, from Eastern Pennsylvania with the star appeal that their household name, so to speak. So, okay. So let's say if they do do your, your method, what, what's going to happen? I'm just curious. I'm just curious what's going to happen to the point where if they do do your method of, um, going to, in this certain direction, does the USA team qualify for Qatar and have an opportunity to possibly even win the World Cup? I think that I think that the only thing that will change is that we won't be so reliant mm-hmm. on worrying about who who will match well with Christian Pulisic. It'll be mm-hmm. okay, now that we have Adams as the focal point of this team both going forward and going backward that opens up a lot of creativity and freedom 
to where Christian Pulisic doesn't have to be kind of right off the bat, hey, have, take the ball, you make things happen. It's okay. You can be able to play in some of those channels and have a little bit more freedom to move more so than you are right now mm-hmm. where you get the ball, you're kind of like you, he still moves around. He still tries to get the ball, but you don't have to come back as deep to pick up the ball kind of around the, the center line and then move forward. You're able to kind of get into some of those channels, be able to make plays, help your teammates actually improve better. I still think that we're going to make the World Cup. It's not going to be as easy just because Canada's playing so much better. Obviously, we haven't played Mexico yet, either home or away. So that's going to be a tough challenge. And we still have some tough games on the road, like going to Panama, like going to Honduras, which historically have been tough for us. Mm -hmm. And so I think we'll qualify. Do I think that we'll get far in the World Cup? I mean, that's that's going to be tough to say just because it's, you know, eight months between the end of World Cup quality end of March and the World Cup, which is just ridiculous and unprecedented, plus the weather piece. So I think that we're going to qualify. I just don't think it will be as easy as some people expected it to be or anticipate it should be, given the fact how we did not qualify in 2018. Which kind of stung, but at least you don't have to worry about COVID or anything like that. We we're able to get the Olympics in. They're supposed to be in 2020, got done in summer of 2021. Now we're looking at the Men's World Cup in 22. And, you know, that's the one thing. I, I think that's like the only sport where USA is not maybe the top one, two, or three countries in the world when it comes to competing in that sport. Now it could be other things like Quidditch, maybe, or cricket, or those type of sports, but, you know, a, a very popular sport, which. Soccer has gotten very popular in this country the last 15 years. I think that's kind of the reason why football's kind of declined because soccer and football are the same time in the fall for boys. Um, and, uh, yeah, uh, I know some states have it where girls are in the spring. Sometimes in the state of Ohio, girls are in the fall. But uh, with the boys, you know, more and more of them are starting to play soccer, which kind of, you know, takes away the numbers for the football team. So uh, it'd be interesting to see what they do. Yeah, and we're going to keep. Obviously, we're probably not going to talk about because next qualifying window is only two games, and that leads us up to qualifiers until the st- the end of January. So we have some time to assess, kind of think, reflect. But I think the, depending on how this for an intensity and kind of the appeal that will bring come 2026. So you're thinking 2026 is the year that we can actually look and say, okay, we possibly can win this. Oh, absolutely not. Like 2026, like, but we can at least like 2020. David, you went out again. Kind of how far. Hold on, David. David, you're going. Five states has come. David, you're going in and out. So repeat that. Okay. 
I think 2026 will be a gauge, a good testing gauge for us to determine how far we have come in terms of our soccer progress and really kind of a gauge to see where we are on the world stage because that'll be four more years of developing, four more years of really seeing kind of who is in this next generation that's going to be those young players Mm -hmm. the maturity level of the current the current crop that we have and then really just showcasing like how much do people really care about soccer as a fan base knowing that we're going to be the united states is going to host the the majority of the matches so it's not going to be an excuse of oh going here there other summer of 26 it's going to be soccer is going to be on display. That's going to determine whether soccer has really become that kind of sport here in the U.S. or if we still have some room to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. Oh, that's it with that? Yep. All right. So now our next segment coming up. Guess what? Time for the NFL pickup. And actually, let me see. Go into this. We we didn't get last week's scores. We were oh, actually you've been out the last couple of weeks, so you're gonna have to redeem yourself. Actually, yeah. So after, nope. So here's here's um. What, where's I thought I had it in here. Ah, we after week four, so week five here. You're listening to eighty eight point three WXUT, Toledo's only alternative. Uh, the at the at the camp, on-campus station for you at Student Union. After week four weeks of NFL pickups, we have some results here. Myself and Frank Vashner are tied with 42 overall points, while David has 24. Now, week five, we'll be adding some more. So David will still be at 24 after week five, after we add them all up. Me and Frank will advance a little bit. But now we'll get into week six of the NFL pickup. This will be crazy, huh, uh, David? Yeah, the season has moved past pretty quickly. Yeah, yes, it has. So what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break, talk a little bit, talk a little bit, um, a little bit of that of uh, soccer, and then we're going to get into. Uh, let me see here. There we go. Talk a little bit about a soccer here. Make sure you always check us out on our uh, SoundCloud and iTunes page. WSGT's after further review with a picture of Frank Bashner and the horse's head. Also, check out Bancroft High here on WXUT. Um, it's our station manager's uh, show. It's on from 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. So if you get up trying to get a cup of coffee or if you're like me, your day's just ending and getting off of work, tune in to 88.3 WXUT's and listen to Bancroft High uh, there. When we return, we got probably one of my favorite segments of the show, the NFL pick them. Frank's not here, but me and my me and David uh, doing our picks at more here on eighty eight point three WGTs. After further review, we'll be back after this. <laughs> 